Good morning and welcome to episode 47 of Speech Therapy Murmurings, a speech therapy podcast by Chris Wade, speech therapist. So I wanted to talk about hiring and firing or associating and disassociating because I think it's really important. So it's, it's, it's so incredibly easy to hire somebody and it's so easy to uh, I say not easy to find the right associate for your speech therapy practice or your allied health professional practice, but once you've found them, it's easy to organise the contract so that you've got a clear agreement between yourselves um, on how it's going to work. That's the easy bit. The difficult bit is working out when it's not working and when there's been a negative impact or could be a negative impact on yourself as a clinician. Um, or on your company or your brand. But I think it's really important to kind of think about this because we don't get much training on on, on, on hiring, we also get no training on firing. Um, managers, managers in the um, in kind of big organisations are usually supported by kind of a, a HR person when, when something goes wrong um, or when a relationship with a staff member um, becomes sour and, and therefore the HR person can usually just step in and kind of, um, you know, the, 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 the issues can, can be either kind of a, a road plan can be put in place to kind of work through the issues or the HR person can support that that individual uh, leaves the service in, in one way or another. But when you're a small company, bringing in a HR person, they, they can be a good few hundred pounds. Um, just for that piece of work and um, what I wanted to talk about was how it's important right from the offset that you've got clear documentation between you and that person who's going to be working either working for you as an employee or working as an associate through their own company to have a really clear kind of documentation so um, a contract that states what the piece of work is the rate for the piece of work the description of exactly what's expected of each party and then you've got something to always go back to because whilst it's easy to bring in somebody i've done this lots of times in the past so can you can you come and see um james brown um and you bring in a um an ex-colleague and you would kind of organize for them to see that individual and then you say oh well i'll pay you <coughs> x per hour and i'll organize the invoice and etc it's easy to do that it's super easy. Um, however, if at any point the relationship goes sour between either the parents of the child or the school of the child or the clinician and you, then you want to make sure you've got something to fall back on from a kind of contractual legal basis. So even when someone's just working with one individual child and their potential revenue from that is tiny so we're talking maybe a couple hundred pounds per year in my opinion it's always best to kind of ring fence this and make sure it's kind of all i don't know say above board i don't mean or no cash in hand i mean make sure that there's a contract in place make sure it's very clear what the expectations from that clinicians are and what their expectations of you are as well so that's that's the first thing to consider next thing to consider is making sure there's a kind of 
some form of feedback loop between the clinician and you and the service that is commissioning you as a, as a service provider to provide a therapist um, and make sure that the clinician, yes, 100% has, is autonomous um, and is able to fulfill the role that um, so clinically and, and has experience and skill set to fulfill the role that you've asked them to fulfill. But make sure you've got a constant link between you and the commissioner. I've heard so many horror stories lately <coughs> of independent practices um, where essentially they've, um, I've, I've had a really bad case uh, that I heard of uh, when I was, I was super, like, kind of mentoring the individual and this particular individual had brought in um, a therapist, um, offered them X number of hours per, per week in terms of working with these individual clients. Um, so it was school a school contract, um, but the children in the school rather than the school direct. And the individual client, or no, the individual therapist, um, suddenly started making connections and cutting out the first therapist, so the, the commissioned therapist, um, who everyone went through and started trying to undercut them um, and um, create kind of issues with that person so that essentially the person they brought in as an associate um, started to take on all of the contracts and cut that other person out. So all the hard work in terms of preparing contracts, in terms of getting work and maintaining kind of a brand and making sure that you provide a, a kind of um, efficacy kind of speaks like a therapist sorry AHP service that had all been undermined by this therapist that had just come in said she would do some um, or they would do X amount of work and then trying to cut out the other individual who'd had long-standing relationships with the commissioners and that went very sour um, and, and therefore it's, it was they're in a position now where they're having to go through the or potentially go through the small claim courts and counterclaim off each other and it's something that I think we have to really obviously try and avoid because the, the cost of going to small claims court is high um, it's so easy for costs to spiral out of control but also the, 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 the anxiety and the stress levels that are related to this and the fact that you might need to get some kind of legal support etc etc so that's something you have to be really careful of so when I'm thinking about Kind of when it's the right time to bring in associates or when it's the right time to bring in um, clin clinicians to work for you directly, it's important to consider one, what is your goal as our not one, but what is your goal as a, as a service? Is your goal to see lots and lots of individuals and to grow a, um, a large kind of group of associates that are working for you? Or is it to grow a large company um, with lots of employees? Or like me, is it just to have a simple life and just do the work that you want to do? And then if you get a little bit too too much work from a particular commissioner, then you kind of pass that work on to someone who can work as an associate from you, but you're, you're certainly not looking to build a large company. That's what I've gone from. I've gone through the others and I feel this is the right thing for me right now. And when you're considering that, you have to think, right, do I need to keep taking on work from this particular commissioner? And when there's a point where there's a kind of a potential fracture in the relationship between you and the commissioner because of someone who's been an associate with you, 
um, and the way that they've worked, be mindful that the added stress, the added, added anxiety, the added time taken to repair that uh, potential fracture um, comes out of your own time. Um, it comes out of your the time that you're going to spend with your family, or out of the time you spend you're going to spend doing admin, writing reports, um, doing assessments. It comes out of the actual clinical time. So always be mindful that when you're bringing on an, either an employee or associate, when you're small, you don't have that structure behind you in terms of line management and um, supervisors. Be really careful because the time that is sometimes needed to work with more challenging clinicians um, takes away from any potential profit and often cancels out the profit and ends up costing you actual time and in some cases which is the case that I, I know of at the moment a commissioner is now needing to be refunded for the work um, because the, the piece of work was wasn't up to standard and in order to repair the relationship between the commissioner and the individual therapist, um, the therapist is offering to refund that the cost um, in the hope that that relationship can then kind of flourish in the future and work continues to come through. So it's important at this stage to think when there is a, a difficulty in the relation between your service and this could be a limited company, it could be a sole trader, it could just be um, the way that you use an associate and the commissioner themselves, yes, try and nip it in the bud, try and work out a, a way so that both parties are, are happy, and try and work out a way so that the child or the adolescent continues to provide, to be provided with a excellent service, and the parents are kept in the loop, etc., etc. But be mindful that sometimes it's really important to disassociate yourself with with, a, uh, with somebody else or to, uh, to look to, to kind of disciplinary if, if you've employed somebody if they're not meeting the standards that have been set and if the standards have been set that have been very clear in terms of the contract. So if someone has worked with an associate with me and they're in breach of that contract, I'll remind them they're in breach of the contract and I'll sever the relationship because for me, the amount of time it takes to kind of manage the situation and repair that potential conflict, it, it certainly outweighs any potential profit. And the way that I'm doing what I'm doing at the moment, I'm not, I'm taking on associates, a tiny number of associates, and only ones that I trust, because I want to make sure that the service that I'm providing is the same as the service that they will provide on behalf of me and kind of the brand that I'm building. So it's really important that if there is a kind of a fracture in the relationship, yes, try and fix that fracture, but if it's not possible that we don't try, we don't kind of continue this kind of monotonous kind of loop of trying to fix something that that cannot be fixed in terms of the relationship. And sometimes you work with people that that just they're not as easy to work with as other people and and um, have different expectations so I, I hope this helps I think it's a little bit of a long-winded way of saying look when it's easy to hire somebody but, but it's difficult to fire somebody but 
it's so important to fire something if it's going to have a negative impact on your kind of persona, your the way that you've delivered a service or the service that you are you you own or your the brand etc. It's going to have a, a continuous or potential kind of large negative impact on that. Then it's so important to be able to sever that relationship. Right, have a lovely day everybody. And as always, send me messages or emails if you've got 